Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast Feed. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm Ken Napsok. And this is the Clone Wars Report. 
there's not music in the newsroom. <laughs> the uh, jazz droid, <laughs> the official Star Wars jazz droid, is <laughs> now the, playing the intro to the news. Hear the notes of news that aren't there. <laughs> boo doop boo doop boo boo <laughs> Read between the tragedy. That's the way to do the news. Anyway, it's time for podcast. How will Jedi respond across the galaxy? Uh, this is the Clone Wars report. We are gearing up for the release of the new season of Clone Wars. This is our fourth episode, and we have been getting ready by discussing some of the major characters of the Clone Wars. And this is our last episode before the new season starts. And we are going to talk about the power of Padme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love that title. Love this decision. We we sometimes we'll take credit for being very smart and planned out. Other times we, I, you know, we just like, hey, let's start talking about the Clone Wars report. How do we do it? The four best characters, the four main characters. You you'd said, you know, these are let's let's dive in. And I think that's the best way to go back and look at a daunting task reliving the Clone Wars building up to season seven. There's yeah. so many episodes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it just so happens. So many stories. Yeah, because we just decided to start with Ahsoka, and then yeah. I was like, how many weeks are left? Ooh, Ooh. interesting. Uh, interesting. And, it, and I think it's important and and uh, not coincidental to end on Padme. Yeah, Padme is great, and we are going to talk about why we think so. Mm. So uh, let's dive into the big picture. For you, what is your big picture reaction to Padme in the Clone Wars animated series? specifically does she does she match up to padme in the movies what's your your big reaction i i think she uh, you know say this carefully exceeds padme in the movies somewhat by design by even george who i i I think had to make some tough decisions in revenge of the sith cutting some of those big scenes with the rebellion the early formation and And cutting her family scenes in attack the clones that's right there's a lot of padme on the floor as it were yeah you're right i i forget about that family stuff and then her, her controversial death and everything and how, you know, different show, but all that's there. So I think she exceeds it. And I, when the series started, I was, I guess the most, like there's Ahsoka and Snips and I'm learning to appreciate Snow, so, Ahsoka differently. I think initially I was a little like, I don't know, the Padme, you know, Cat Tabor's voice is great, but it's not necessarily Natalie Portman's and... And I was stuck on the surface, and it's by season three, I think, really, when when Padme uh, starts really getting, in, in my mind, moving to the forefront. She's and giving a couple of juicier storylines, big storyline stuff. And at the end of the day, I'm like, wow, this is this is what the Padme I didn't know I wanted, and the Padme we needed. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For me, I you know I rattle on about that phrase, tip of the iceberg yeah. storytelling, going back to A New Hope, and you mentioned the Clone Wars. You're like, ooh, what's that? And uh, it's so much great uh, tip of the iceberg storytelling in The Mandalorian. It makes mm-hmm. you wonder about more. To me, this is like a great example of everything that's in the Clone Wars. I think we do see in the prequels mm-hmm. and. This is the uh, the Padme iceberg in a beautiful way, because <laughs> I because everything that I like about Padme in the Clone Wars animated series, I can point to a scene or a moment where I feel like I see that mm. in the prequel movies in uh, sometimes in big moments, sometimes in small moments. But they just there's just so much more room for them to breathe and be celebrated. Yeah. Like uh, I feel like we get to see all of the different sides of her. So like definitely in the movie, yeah. you can see politician in diplomat in per, in particular uh someone who would rather have pacifism than war but mm-hmm. someone who is a fighter and will absolutely fight back when mm-hmm. uh pushed uh you get the sense of somebody who wants to be a mentor and wants to help people who are having a hard time mm-hmm. obviously you you get a little bit of the sense of 
someone who's truly in love with Anakin, someone mm-hmm. who is truly a romantic partner. Uh, and all of those things get developed in bits and pieces in different ways in the Clone Wars yeah. animated series and kind of gelled together in a great way. Uh, yeah, I, I really am drawn to it's 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 especially attack the clones. You start with her and Anakin having conversations and and then come back and Sith and, you know, hey, you know. Hey, Annie, maybe, maybe we might be on the wrong team, right? That comes out of, in various ways, shapes and forms out of Padme in the movies. To see it not just in, in, in simple terms of like, you know, you might, especially in 02 and 05, you might be like, oh, she, oh, she, Palpatine. Yeah, that's right, the Emperor. But to see it in the show of just like, and she's a mediator at times in some ways. Not that she's in the middle, but she has this ability to see the bigger picture of what's going on. And even in her big speech, I'm sure we'll talk about some of the, her big speeches, but in, in that speech, something when she pinch hits for uh, Bail Organa, fortunately, uh, you know, where it's like, hey, this is here's how the war is affecting the Republic on this side. Yeah, and this uh, is down, why we're fighting. Why we're fighting and why, and, and, and the stuff with Mina Bontera, upon Bontera that we had talked about before on uh, Clones Report, just the, the idea of, of, her being able to see the separatists, or at least specific separatists, not under the direct influence of a Sith Lord, um, <laughs> see their not, not just simply see their side and point of view, but just I love this big picture. Padme's really tapped into all sides of the story. Yeah, if that if that makes sense, and I, I think that's on display a lot in the Clone Wars. Yeah, going back to even A New Hope, just to talk about Star Wars DNA, like yeah. we've talked about before, how each of the big three kind of represent these pillars of what Star Wars can be. And you got, you know, Luke with the fate and the destiny and the Jedi, and you have Han with the, the scoundrel and the bounty hunter, and Leia is the rebellion and the politics and responsibility and yeah. leader and being there for the people. And I feel like Padme definitely represents that in the prequels, prequel movies where there are more yeah. politics. But I was really struck uh, when my wife and I did a rewatch of pretty much Padme-centric episodes. Yeah, It's not just about Padme. It is a guide to the politics of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, at least as presented by Lucas and Filoni. And how much she is a pillar of, no, these are the ideas. These are the values mm. uh, that... Mm that Palpatine is destroying and attacking when you start to break down all of what she is actually fighting for, which we'll talk about more later, but but just for the big picture, the fact that if you want a crash course on what are the politics of the galaxy and, you know, from Lucas's perspective, putting them in the uh, person of this character who is undoubtedly a hero in that creator's mind, what are they? It's just such a great, uh, great, uh, uh, lesson yeah it, her her she's uh you know our point of view to the to the politics of it yeah. all i guess yeah much yeah. like ahsoka's the point of view just the clone wars and the jedi and overall yeah yeah in yeah. padme much like ahsoka is very much a moral compass oh yeah yeah definitely cool so let's uh let's dive into some more details so what are the the parts of padme the details that are maybe in the prequel movies but that we really get to spend some time with in the clone wars what are the elements that you really uh, relate to or, or are excited by? Oh, this is going to be a weird choice first here. <laughs> There's something that struck me in the uh, one of the episodes recently, and I'll, I'll be honest, I, I didn't. Uh, I've been watching a lot. Um, it's one of the later ones where she um, she has a real frank conversation with Anakin about. I think it's during the Rush Clovis stuff. That's right. Uh, like this can't work, man. Like, why did we think this could work? We're living in secret. This is no love. This is no, you know, relationship that's functional. <laughs> like, this can't go on. And of all the things, uh, of the details of Padme, to 
it, it was it adds just a real world. I've been in those situations myself where it was like, this is great. We can't tell anybody. Oh, this kind of weighs on things. This isn't good. <laughs> uh, and, and of all the things we see, you know, Padme is, like you said, she's a, is a, is a wife, a partner and, uh, you know, was going to be, unfortunately didn't happen. A mother, um, to see it in that realistic of no force, no politics, just her and Anakin on a couch going, we got to talk. <laughs> I thought I really, I was like, I really like that little detail. Oh yeah. You know, just struck me, just struck a chord to me. And I, that's the, the longer Clovis arc towards the end of Close the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The rise of Clovis se- and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Season six, which has some great stuff that, that we talked about with Anakin's rage, uh, yeah. toward Clovis. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll uh, talk a little bit about the other end of that. Yeah. I watched an earlier episode, um, where her feelings for Anakin were really present. And mm. um, and I want to put the emphasis emphasis on her feelings. Because yeah. I feel like sometimes we can talk about Padme as how did she play into Anakin's destiny? Yeah. And when I was rewatching these episodes, I was like, I really want to concentrate on the lines that are, but what do what does she feel? Right. Absolutely. And there's some great moments early on where you can see her her love of Anakin and her her desire to have him around and her fears and her doubts. Yeah. Uh, there's a moment where he has been away for a while and she's worried about him. And he he uh, comes home and has some uh, food that he brought on this transport. And it's this real like I brought some takeout. <laughs> uh, and there's this fun little line of like, well, what happened to the Republic ship you were on? It's like blew up don't worry about it you know like and it really framed her of like mm. what is it for her to have to be constantly yeah. afraid of losing him in this great moment in particular where he's like well i figured the least i could do is is bring food home yeah and she's really affected that he called her apartment home and i just love seeing that yeah this we know the duty side of padme we know the pragmatic padme who who is eventually going to say the things that you were describing yeah. of we got to figure a way out of this because this is no way to live. We need to find a pragmatic solution. But yeah. obviously it's, it's this passionate part of Padme that was drawn to mm-hmm. Anakin. It's a passionate part of Padme that said, I don't, when you confess to slaughtering the Tuscan Raiders, I don't see a murderer. I see a lost, confused, right. kind soul. Yeah. That side of Padme to see what her wants are of like, I want you to spend the night here. And he gets called away on Jedi duty. This is all in the uh, uh, Senate spy, the first right, Rush Clovis right, right. episode. And they really have this back and forth of like, well, her, some of the fears that we know so well from Anakin, she has too. Yeah. She worries about him going away. She feels a little, you know, mm. not n- neglected, but torn when he's like, well, duty calls. Yeah. Uh, and, you, you know, a little mad at him for his hypocrisy of wanting to always keep her safe. But like he's like, well, adventure's my thing. Yeah. Don't you just stay here? Uh, and, and seeing all of those that that she can be jealous, she can be worried, she can have doubt, uh, makes her human. Mm. Because I, I feel yeah. like uh, I love celebrating the strength of the character, but I don't want her to be perfect. Because yeah, you know, a hero is a hero when they overcome things, right? And it's cool to see her have these moments of not just in the relationship with Anakin, but other places. Uh, like in that episode we were talking about where she has to take over for Bale. Yeah. She doesn't want to. Bale is the more respected speaker. Yeah. And she thinks, and I, I can't do it. People aren't going to respect me enough. And to see these moments where we get to see her 
yeah. have doubt so we can celebrate that she found, does find the right path, which makes her a true hero. Yeah, uh, to me, a lot of what uh, The Clone Wars succeeds is taking little s- strains of the character, particularly in Revenge of the Sith, just providing some ballast to those big ideas that George didn't either dive into, didn't feel they have time time to, you know, stuff was cut for whatever reasons, doesn't matter. So, so a lot of her going, hey, uh, Anakin, let's just run to Naboo, is a really great movie fairy tale kind of let's just do it but to actually have now here's reasons why because this isn't going to work we need to we need to go out of it to have the politics uh this is where you know the sound of, of liberty dying to see where how that how she fought for it all to get to that moment it just yeah. it adds it, it flows really well like you and i always say if you dig in the themes connect to these bigger things in the movie yeah uh, my last kind of other side of padme thing i like is that in the movies she certainly has a few proactive moments, but she's responding to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I like seeing a lot of these episodes uh, are motivated by she's like, I want to pass this bill. Sometimes it's I want to defeat this bill or yeah. I think there is this problem on yeah. Rodia. So I'm going to take a ship and I'm going to go do it. So I like seeing the episodes that are motivated by her, mm-hmm. not just that she's responding yeah. to something. Oh, I like that a lot. Uh, her and Satine and corruption, uh, you know, the beginning of that arc, uh, a lot of that too of, you know, Padme out in the, f- out in the field. Doing but yeah, things. she's reaching out to Mandalore, right? Yeah. Yeah, because she wants to see if she can make a difference. Uh, so we talked a little bit uh, in the big picture about Padme being uh, the entry to the political side of the Clone Wars in particular. Do you have uh, favorite uh, political moments or stories? partially because it's so fresh in my mind and and I know your mind as well. The pursuit of peace one's really good because that speech, I I think I'm really affected by that shot of Mon Mothma kind of looking up like, yeah, 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 this is right. And and you see where Mothma even, even in rebels where it plays out. Um, This is, this is, I don't know what uh, I I like. uh, I like Padme in the Rift Hampson episodes. Oh yeah. It's weird because I don't like Rift Hampson. (laughs) Much. <laughs> but there's a lot of uh, else lot going there. on underwater there. Yeah, and again, that she's there. She's front and center. She's out of her office. She's not writing policy on a or typing policy on a, <laughs> on a hollow typewriter. I don't know. Uh, I like that kind of stuff. Padme out and about, like you said. Yeah, yeah. I I just rewatched uh, a bunch of Padme episodes in the last uh, day and talked about the proactive thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of times. It can just watch over you because you just hear you hear some words, you know, yep. and you think uh, Padme's doing a political thing and then some <laughs> adventure. Oh, this is the one where Jar Jar oh, politics, uh, Padme. <laughs> oh, politics, Padme is going to politics some more. But like, oh, that's this is the one where Jar Jar pretends to be a Jedi and there's a yeah. lot of slapstick. I'm like, OK, yep, that's there. But you strip that away and she's in the, the politics of what she's doing of the Republic let legitimately let Rodia down. Yeah. And Rodia is considering joining the separatists, which gets to these great stories of, uh, there are practical realities in the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Rodia is not getting food shipments. They're desperate. The Republic isn't working. This is why other people are joining yeah. for legitimate reasons, joining the separatists without realizing they're actually being um, manipulated by dark wizards for yeah. weird cult reasons. Yeah. Uh, and so many of these episodes are motivated by what she's actually doing. Um, there's a great episode that I rewatched called uh, Assassin. Yeah. This is the one where Ahsoka has visions of Padme being murdered mm, yeah. by Aura Singh. 
this single episode, man, I could go on and on about yeah, this. Yeah, there's, a, do. there's a ton going on there. So they go to Alderaan, yeah. which is cool. Right. And this is one of those ones where you see like, oh, all the people in Alderaan are designed as though they're from Earth 1970s. Yeah. <laughs> they all have like kind of, a, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the wavy, hair, flowy, wavy, flowy hair, hair, hair and lots of feathered hair. That's the word I was looking for. And <laughs> mustaches. And anyway, yeah. uh, so that's fun. But And then also the whole. I forgot Anakin standing there when Yoda congratulates Ahsoka for successfully interpreting her visions mm. and preventing Padme's death. So there's oh, wow. so yeah. Anakin is standing there hearing that. But then you can compare yeah. how, how Ahsoka actually handles the visions. Yeah. She listens to Yoda and she meditates and she doesn't, you know, overreact. And anyway, <laughs> acts in defense like a Jedi. But the motivation of all that, what's going on is uh, Ahsoka is trying to say, like, just stay here. Don't go to Alderaan. She's like, no, I have an important conference about refugees. Yeah. And again, that word refugees can just wash over you. But that's mm. what she's actively doing is a bunch of people who don't give a damn about the politics of this are being displaced by our war. Mm. And I will risk my life to make sure people who are being unfairly chased from their home by war that they can't control mm. are safe mm. in the fact that that is actually you can get distracted by the force visions sure, Ahsoka, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's it's all great and interesting but from the padme perspective i will die to convince other people to help refugees from war is powerful that, it, it, that connects directly, I think, to what we've got going on in Phantom Menace, where she is the, the queen that reunites the Gungans and the Naboo. Yeah. And and, and feels it and hears it and, and has, uh, uh, you know, some empathy going on for the Gungans. But we're hearing it from Jar Jar, which ties into um, her talking to ah- ah- Ahsoka about the Separatists. Like, well, look, they were us before the split and there's reasons why. And yeah. Let's figure that out. What you're talking about here. Care. Caring about other people yeah. in the galaxy and risking, because in Phantom Menace, she risks it all. Yeah. That's 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 very consistent and very powerful. In in yeah. that's part of her speech during yeah. uh, the, when uh, the the final attempt on her life uh, is happening. Her speech is like it, it, what my the the conflict that happened on Naboo is nowhere near the scale. Yeah. But here's what I learned about war: we yeah. stopped it, but many Gungans died, many Naboo security died. We she even says in the episode we lost the Jedi Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, uh, so she's tying it directly to that. Um, and then you you mm-hmm. talked a, a, a bit about the heroes on both sides uh, in our Clone Wars character uh, yeah. Star Wars ranked uh, Mina right, Von right, Terry. Right. It was really fun to rewatch that specific episode and just remember that so much what Padme's motivation is is we can find a way to stop this war. You know, yeah. uh, she at some point uh, says, you know, I think it's in Revenge of the Sith where she says this war represents a failure to listen. Yes. And you can really see the, okay, I I have no, Padme has no idea. Maybe the Jedi, maybe she's aware of the Jedi, I think. Like, well, there's some mm-hmm. Sith Lord behind it. And like, okay, whatever, that's not my thing. Right. Practical reality, mm. isn't there any way that we could stop? I, I love that her motivation is, I'm not trying to say forgive and forget. I'm trying to get everybody to stop shooting at each other. Right. So negotiations can resume. Yeah. So that idea of like, here's what, Here's, I think, from Lucas's perspective, here would be the rational thing to do. Yeah. Let's stop killing each other, and then let's decide. And maybe a bunch of, if the Sith Lord evil wasn't involved, yeah, if, if, maybe those systems would go, 
all right, you know, we can't agree, so we're going to form a separate government, or, mm. okay, we'll come back to the Republic if this, this, and this. Right. You know, and the fact that Padme is so interested in that reasonable, empathetic process. Mm. Not just giving up, not just saying, the Separatists yeah, are right, yeah, and right, just yeah. let them go, uh, but it's just like, let's stop shooting and yeah. talk for a while and see, and see what's going if we on. can find a way to solve this. And again, more and of course, it's impossible because of the whole support thing. thing, which is yeah, <laughs> part of what George was saying. It is it, again, I, I, I would love I don't I'll be honest at this point. I don't know much of um, behind the scenes stuff of creation of this Padme character in the Clone Wars. I'd love to hear Filoni or George talk about it. Maybe it's out there. I don't know. Of. Uh, do they do they pluck individual lines from the prequels and be like, how do we build to this? How do we again? How do we ballast this wall of ideas that Padme got? Because it all really is a it, especially. I, I hadn't. I don't think I've watched an Assassin's episode in years, quite frankly. Yeah. Uh, to see some of it out there, so so well, just done so well. It's it's, it's interesting. I'd like to know more about that. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, so the heroes on both sides episode then leads into the pursuit of peace pursuit episode. Of peace, that, yeah. that it sounds like both you and I rewatched this morning as yes. we're recording. Disney Plus buffering aside, <laughs> a little bit of buffering, a little, little bit of buffering, a little bit of buffering to call yeah. Uncle Bob. Yeah, pursuit of peace and pursuit of not buffering. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you have Disney stock, right? Uh, I do have Disney stock. Call yeah. Bob. I'm gonna call Bob. Call Bob and tell him to <laughs> fix your internet. <laughs> uh, I love that that arc is about what is the cost of the of war morally, but also mm-hmm. so specifically. What is the literal cost? Everything that's going on in there, I think, is about Lucas's interest in Mm. here are actual specific critiques of government problems, of structures that fall apart. And of course, you know, we get to have the benefit of knowing an actual evil Sith Lord is doing all this on purpose, tricking people into vote for voting for deregulation of the banks. And then they go to the banks and go like, we're going to find out how much all of these Clone Wars would cost to continue the war. And they're like, well, since you deregulated the bank, the interest will be 25%. (laughs) This is not subtle. This is this is straight up what's happening. Padme goes on this literal speech of like, okay, and everybody who supports this, like I support the clones i see them as people yes, i yeah, support she mentions, the, uh, she, she mentions that she supports the volunteers from the galaxy from the republic who are who are fighting to defend this she's not you know she gets out there and she fights yeah the, literally you know she does lot. in this episode too by the she way. does yeah. a lot in this episode yeah. so it's not like she's just like yeah. uh dove and everything is fine but right, she's right, like yeah. the literal cost is that that's the whole crux of this speech right the literal cost is social services <laughs> she lists them yeah you know healthcare and education and you know helping people with food when they need it and electricity and like just like that that her political perspective is so much about empathy yeah and that to me ties to i think lucas's opinions about government but also lucas's opinions about the force and yeah, about yeah. symbiosis of we're all one mm. you know and it's it, it, it and this is why to me like when you talk about the balance of the force it, it's not about numbers it's about what are the sith lords doing to the galaxy yeah the sith lords are plunging a government that used to m- try to make sure that everybody had their basic needs met yeah to have them all consumed with anger fear violence death hunger everything 
it, it, all sorts of different forms of suffering. Necessary rage. Necessary rage. Yeah. Um, my favorite from that sequence you're describing, I didn't want to cut you off, but Bail Organic goes, that's a lot of credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it re- yeah, there's some there's some great yeah, funny lines. Because that speech, too, is built around, um, you know, her specifically referencing her, her assistant. Yeah. And the life that and had the effects of it. And I love that because I love that. I think that's we've talked often about what the movie Solo is about, the actual the literal oppression of the galaxy by the the Empire. Yeah. And, and not in all militaristic ways. It's poverty. Poverty. Yeah. Industry collapse, family structure, whatever, you, whatever you want to point to in that movie. So for yeah, Padme, you said empathy. Empathy is the big thing is that that just keeps coming up. Oh, Gungans. Why 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 are we not allowed to talk to you? <laughs> yeah. Why do you just stay what, in the swamp and we don't speak of you? What yeah. What do we do? Yeah. Uh, you know, clones, clones very much on like they're they're people. Yeah, cuz there's, like, there's the, the corn like, senator who's just like, "Well, yeah, they're dying. That's what we made them for." Yeah. And she's like, "They're people." And the, the representative from Camino's like, oh, "I think you should order 5 million more." <laughs> of course, we'll have to go to the <laughs> banking plan and they are deregulated. But so so what? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really appreciated in pursuit of peace. Again, to give Padme conflict, to to not make her an inhuman character who's perfect. Right. Um when she's pressing that Quarren senator to try to get him to uh, oppose the bill to buy more clones, to pay for more clones, um, he says, well, I, I have to listen to my constituents. Mm. They're afraid of the separatists. They, they, the protection is their priority. Yeah. And kind of throws it back at her uh, and says, have you talked to your people lately? Mm. And she has that moment of doubt where she doesn't throw anything back yeah and you think of padme as her being like yes i held I have several it, yeah. town halls and like but it's a moment of doubt it's a moment of failure mm. which sets up her success because she doesn't know how to give that speech and she goes to her assistant yeah, yeah. and asks for the just a person living on coruscant's perspective yeah yeah, yeah. and then gets that perspective so i love that we get to see her doubt see that she's not perfect and also it makes it so it feels like as much of a political episode as this is, mm. we're using one of our main characters, one of our heroes, to criticize that failing yeah. of represent, representative government when it's not actually taking time to listen to the people and actually be, be re- representative, yeah. which is how she, you know, sort of morally succeeds in that episode, if not yeah. actually with the vote. Yeah, yeah. And the whole series, time and time again. Yeah, it's, so it's just, it's easy... Um, it's it's easy just to 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 write it again the politics Padme, but to see it, it's beyond the 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 it goes to the people, goes to the story of the galaxy, which is why they uh, eventually need new hope, which is why it keeps coming back. And so yeah, um, which would make sense again that why why would we would have seen her then form the rebellion? Yeah, and you know, and, you know obviously people can uh, have whatever uh, opinion to any sort of uh, actual politics of it, but I, I think it's also great for people who say, ah, uh, you know, the prequel movies. I get I get the general mm-hmm. idea. The politics are there, like. If you're interested, this spends the, these episodes with, are great for Padme, but they also spend time from Palpatine's perspective of mm-hmm. here's how I'm going to systematically right, right. make it get us to that point where Mace is considering doing something maybe immoral. Yeah. Right. When he's like when Anakin's like, well, you should just take uh, Palpatine in, you know, into custody. Because, yeah. And he's like, 
He controls the courts. He controls the banks. And you get to see the mechanisms in the Clone Wars by which he folded everything into being not accountable to the rest of the government to the point where he can say, I am the Senate, to the point where Mace Windu is like, "Eh, I don't don't see. He he controls everything (laughs) in the system. Anakin, he is the Senate. (laughs) He is the Senate. No, again, building back to that stuff and uh, the idea of – you got Palpatine, Sheev Palpatine. We're not, I'm not talking about Sidious, uh, the Emperor. We got Sheev Palpatine. Right. No lightning problem. fingers. He's still a problem. He, he's still a problem. And Padme, at every turn, is in his way, or he has to go around her. And sometimes he succeeds, and sometimes he doesn't. I think that ties to a lot of the Phantom Menace stuff. You will find controlling her will be easy. Oops, not for you, Palpatine. And again and again, again it's and not again and again. right. That's the end of the Pursuit of Peace episode, yes. right, where he has that creepy conversation yeah. with Masamita, where he's yeah. like, "For mm-hmm. now, we will have to let the gears of democracy turn." Yep. And for I, now, for now, and I think it's one of those moments because Bale was supposed to speak, and maybe Palpatine feels he, could, you know, and I, I just. Love that the show sides. If the, you know, if this was a wrestling match, we got Padme versus Palpatine yeah. for control of the, <laughs> of uh, the politics of it all. Not control. Padme would not want that, but just the the themes, and that ties into the into Revenge of the Sith very well. Yeah, I love that beautifully. Love that. Just thinking it out. Let's yeah. uh, let's uh, dive into some of uh, Padme moments in terms of her relationships, because mm-hmm. I think that's one of the places where Padme really gets expanded. In the Clone Wars animated series, obviously, we get some more depth with her relationship with Anakin, like we talked about. But she also has this relationship with Ahsoka, uh, with the Jedi in particular, with Bale, uh, with, you know, R2 and 3PO and the droids and all that. So for various uh, Padme relationships or interactions with other characters, are there specific moments or stories that grab you? I think a lot of the stuff with Ahsoka, we we talked about the um, Separatist stuff, but uh, there's the... The, again, I think it's in the Rush Clovis one. I've been watching a lot of these episodes out of order uh, <laughs> as you just trying to scramble through. Because <laughs> yeah. I also, by the way, I got lost in watching the Yoda voices. Yeah. Because it's a pretty awesome one. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be watching Padme stuff. <laughs> I watched all three of the Yoda ones. Um, I love um, Ahsoka's kind of so tuned in. It's kind of like figuring out what's going on <laughs> with yeah. her. And I love it's a very real moment. It's a very office moment. What do you mean? What do you mean, Anakin? What? What? We're not. We're just friends. Um, <laughs> well, that kind of stuff. But I think there's Ahsoka and Anakin is is a key relationship. It's very powerful. But to see Ahsoka also kind of have a mentor in Padme, and you talk about Padme being the moral compass, um, I think Ahsoka could learn and did learn more from her on some of that stuff than Anakin. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah. Relationship. The Anakin Padme stuff is good. Everything we've talked about. Yeah. Including the, how'd you get his lightsaber? <laughs> yes. The hostage <laughs> crisis episode, which by the way, th- what's going on in the, in that episode is there's a, a advanced privacy invasion bill <laughs> that Bale and Padme are trying to stop so that the, the Republic can spy on anyone they think might like, be a separatist. Right. So all of those political catalysts are, yeah. are always interesting. Uh, yeah. Ahsoka mentorship, the that assassin episode as well mm-hmm. is a real Ahsoka growth moment because she's on her she isn't sent on the mission with Anakin right at the beginning of it and she is feeling like uh, I, I I'm really confident when I know Anakin's there and has my back but can I stand on my own two mm-hmm. feet and she knows that the she's really listening to Yoda and taking the vision stuff responsibly and Yoda gives her the kind of standard line of like. Mm-hmm. It's very insightful, but the future is always in motion, and this is one possible future. So, yeah. for clarity, 
Mm. You really need to meditate and be calm and make sure that you, what you're seeing is, 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 yeah. Or will be, uh, and there's a, a part where Ahsoka kind of admits that she's scared to Padme and Padme gives her a pep talk about how she Padme has been scared too. And that, you know, you, mm. that you need to find a way through and talks about when she was a young queen and how hard that was. Mm. So mm. that specifics of that mentorship where you really get to see it in action mm. is great. Um, mm. I love uh, concentrating that pursuit of peace episode that Padme doesn't feel as respected as Bale. Right. And you're watching like the first half of the episode and you feel like, oh, it's it's an uphill battle. There's a lot of senators caving to fear or money and they're not listening to the good guys. Yeah. And, and then you get to that moment where like, oh, no, there's a big difference between mm-hmm. Bale and Padme. And the fact that this is an episode about her going, is it even possible that I could? Yeah. Give an oratory like uh, mm-hmm. like Bale and get to his level. Yeah, I mean, look, that would probably deal with some uh, some real world aspects of uh, of a of a of a young woman in power. Will Will I be taken as seriously as as the this guy who who deserves all the respect and and and, and power he he has received through his life? But 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 yeah, can I be but, taken as seriously? As yeah, him, am I know? starting with some points against me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- that's really cool to see that relationship and seeing her visit Alderaan. In seeing the mm. closeness of that relationship with Bale, mm-hmm. you know, I understand if, if you're, you know, a, a movie only watcher and yeah. you watch Revenge of Sith and Jimmy Spitz just says, like, we've always talked about a daughter. Eh, we'll take her. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> we get to see a little bit of them in the movie together, but seeing them truly work together and seeing them be often like, we're the two people mm. leading this bill. We're the two people opposing this bill. Right. I, we visited, get to see her go to Alderaan. Yeah. The fact that Bale and Brea want to raise her daughter it just becomes more powerful as you watch those moments. Absolutely, it's, uh, and um, in E.K. Johnson's first Padme book, the, there's a moment there too, right? She spent some time there, and it, it, it reminds me of that too as well. We're just like bittersweet on many levels. Yeah, but yeah, interesting. Uh, my final relation. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Relationship thing I like that gets mentioned a couple of times in the episodes that I watched. She gets described as a friend to the Jedi and somebody who has worked with the Jedi. Like in one of her fights with Anakin, she says like, well, you know, I've, I've done stuff, you know, with the Jedi before I'm no stranger to, to being in danger. Right. I, and I like that perspective that like, not all senators are kind of buddy, buddy with the Jedi. Right. And that Senate spy, that first uh, episode with Rush Clovis, that gets kicked into gear because it's the Jedi council mm-hmm. who want, Anakin to ask her to spy on Rush Clovis. So she's kind of being given in assignment by the Jedi. Mm. So it sort of clarifies that relationship that like, they're not going to Orn Frita. They're not going to random senators and going, can you help us? And it it ties Padme to the Jedi in an interesting way because a lot of the philosophy she literally says is kind of pure, good, unadulterated, Jedi philosophy about violence is my absolute last choice. Yeah. It's absolutely for defense when it's needed. Yeah. You're going down. We're doing it. And oh yes, I'm, I'm absolutely terrified. And I know many people don't think I'm doing the right thing, but I am <laughs> convinced it's the right thing. And I will not let fear hold me back. And just putting the spotlight on her of like, not only is she a, maybe a moral compass for the Jedi who kind of uh, much like Ahsoka kept, kept, yeah. The, you know, their they teachings a little bit yeah. more better than maybe some of the Jedi did. Yeah, they need it. <laughs> but also, like, you know, it centers her as, like, an active badass senator who kicks and shoots things. 
Look, it's Star Wars. It's Star Wars. At, at some point, you got to go get into get your hands dirty. Yeah, <laughs> just from the playground point of view. <laughs> uh, and I like her, and I like Duchess Satine when they do it as well. Yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, Padme yeah. is a, a person of action. Uh, yeah, what do you think of the moments in Clone Wars when she chooses violence? Because we've talked a lot about this episode of like she's trying to find a way to find peace. She's trying yeah. empathy. And she also kicks and shoots a lot. I, I think it's. It's realistic in, in the you know in the way that it's uh it's 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 Star Wars you know again yeah um I'm just thinking right now like you know could you imagine a, a senator of the United <laughs> States right now going I need to grab my blaster let's go to you know uh, uh, it is Star yeah, Wars I, it I, is I don't want to imagine don't that, want yeah. to imagine it um it is Star Wars but to to uh, uh, aggressive negotiations it's 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 realistic to me. What you were talking about earlier about Padme is not just dreamy. Let's uh, no, no, no. Olive branches, peace. Is that um, that uh, we all wish maybe the galaxy or the real world could be like that? But there's you know you're gonna have to roll up your sleeves sometimes and figure it out. This is not me encouraging you to go fight, right? <laughs> but so in terms of Star Wars, it just means like no, there is a line that can't be crossed, and I have that line, and if you cross it. Blaster in hand, yeah, we're going out, or she's not helpless either, just on a simple level. Again, going to the pursuit of peace one, I, I forget there's an entire speeder chase, yeah, where she drags the <laughs> yeah, alien yeah. like through various obstacles yeah. and smacks him around, yeah, and it's just pure Star Wars fun again, but yeah, that she isn't shrieking in a corner the entire time that adds to the importance of the character, yeah, and the influence she'd have over real life fans, yeah. Rewatching that, uh, season one episode, the Bombad Jedi. Uh, the one where Jar Jar pretends yes. to be a Jedi. Yep, she does so much ass kicking. She yeah. like kicks the the battle droids in the face, gets her blaster, and just is she tears through the battle droids. But again, for me, it has this great feeling of like, yep, we know that's part of her background. She, we know that you know she trained along with the yeah, handmaidens, the handmaidens, yeah, self self defense, uh, and and that all all it, it all feels like self defense. Yeah, you know, there's that great line in E.K. Johnston's. Uh, book about you know I know how to deal with evil you shoot it yeah yeah <laughs> I'm paraphrasing there yeah uh, but it comes up in a bunch of these episodes uh, also about how she won't let fear hold her back mm-hmm. so it's not about like Padme's had a bad day with Anakin she's going to the bar and someone's getting a bottle broken it's, <laughs> it's I am knowingly it's confronting fear yeah. going into mm. absolute darkness and danger and I have multiple people the galaxy over mm-hmm. who are hi- constantly hiring bounty hunters to murder me it's that 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 strength of my basic normal day-to-day mm-hmm. is probably someone hired a bounty hunter to kill me yeah in obviously they're more specific heightened moments but just staying in that moment you know gives gives more insight to her like Yep, I always got a blaster on me somewhere. I'm always ready to take someone down if I need to. Phantom Menace, uh, attack the clones after, you know, an explosion rips apart her ship, kills her. She's going to stick around for the vote. Yeah, this this tracks. And again, it makes Padme this well-rounded action-adventure character. She's not just in the corner writing policy. Yeah. Which would be cool as well. Yeah. So if you were going to try to be more like Padme Ken, what, what kind of things would you do? What what life changes would you make? Uh, well, I, I think the first thing I need to do is up my wardrobe game. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about that. And uh, I, I actually think that's a really fun part of Padme's character. Oh, uh, yeah, um, yeah. The, even in the one or two of the episodes I was watching just this morning, I was like, 
oh, she changes her hair and, and outfits every scene. I love the E.K. Johnston kind of deals with the realities of like, it was fun on screen. It was fun on the show. But how does it actually work in yeah, real life? Yeah, which ones are comfortable, which ones aren't, which ones are have a practical practical, have a practical a purpose. purpose from defense. And also yeah. which ones have a, a, a purpose from presentation yeah. of I want you to, to feel I'm a little aloof and not knowing what I'm thinking. Yep. Or I really want I you connect. to think about the grandeur yep. of Naboo. Or I want you like. Uh, yeah, again, again, adding a lot to those ideas put forth in the movies. Uh, if I was trying to be more like Padme, we would talk about her empathy. While I do feel I'm relatively empathetic, but she has this 360 degree view of the galaxy and the world around her. And she doesn't move from that center of that view. She, she knows who she is, but she'll, she'll learn and she'll adjust and adapt and grow. And she's looking around her all the time to me. Uh, that's a, a skill I think, we all should have in life. Yeah. You know, um, no blinders on for Padme. Yeah. Yeah. I think after watching those episodes, it just makes me want to be like, um, okay, I'm going to go sign up for some organizations to be uh, even more politically (laughs) active than I am about issues that I believe in and I care about. And I realize some people will disagree, but I will have to live with that fear. And then also I need to take a self-defense class. Yeah. So I can walk down yeah. dark alleys of Coruscant yeah. alone. Uh, amazing. A lot of senators, by the by the way, walking around Coruscant by themselves. I, you gotta I gotta think that. that there's a pad or not a pad, <laughs> a sheave story behind that. Yeah, where like he got some budget cuts to uh, senatorial <laughs> protection. protection. Yeah, yeah, because we see the Senate guards sometimes, yeah. and they're cool. Okay, uh, as we begin to wrap up mm-hmm. this episode, what do you want to see of Padme in Season 7 of Clone Wars and what kind of insights into her character or, or setup yeah. for or possibly during Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, yeah, right? That's his key. Here, I'm going to try to phrase this as, as I'm going to thread this needle as, as much as possible. I love seeing these realistic views on the story, and we've been talking about taking one line of Padme and, and turn it into these great character things. We know the reality is in Revenge of the Sith, Padme is a slightly different character. She's she's pregnant, by the way. She's in a different position. She's watching the love of her life crumble before her. There's some real pain. By the way, his best friend shows up and says, I'm going to go kill him. She does one final bit of action, goes and chases him, and, and, and we know her death is doesn't want to live anymore. If if we could get some insight into that, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to take anything away from Padme, the strong character. But I, you talk about her being fallible at times or needing to grow or needing to be more of a hero. That moment of running after to save Anakin on Mustafar, not really knowing what she's doing, just we got to go. And it doesn't go well. Obviously, it doesn't go well. That's that's kind of a last heroic moment, though. I, I see it from a good spot. Yeah. So if this makes any sense, just the idea, if there could be little insights into her frame of mind of 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 of, of the maybe there's some chaos in her heart, some soul. The galaxy is the galaxy is crumbling at this point. Padme's rumination scene, the broken heart of looking across at her broken love and, and the temple on fire and, and it's all crumbling around and it's a great juxtaposition to the end of Phantom Menace of peace orbs and, you know, yeah. we're going to have a great time in the future. It, if that makes any sense, just a little more insight into her fall. Yeah. You know, not her fall as she fell, but just like I think where the that, character ends up. Yeah, I think that you could look at her as a from a literary perspective is like a tragic character yeah. is somebody yeah. who, who could do absolutely everything in her power mm-hmm. and, and still end up 
in tragedy because of the forces opposed against her. Yeah. And setting up, uh, it feels like to me what you were saying is like celebrating her success as she heads towards this moment that yeah, yeah. she can't get past because in some way of Sheev, Anakin, yeah. the dark side. If you just some context to she doesn't want to live anymore. You know, that's a big one. That's that, that probably, that, you know, I think even George might handle it different now. Yeah. And I, 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 you know. I, I don't think I wouldn't put money on this, but that would be a fascinating thing to, to touch on if the series is going to mm-hmm. step into Revenge of the Sith at all, because there's, the me- it's the medical analysis droid. Yeah, you know we we talk about uh, having uh, trusted sources. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the medical analysis droid who's like, no medical reason. So my guess, guess that I'm saying is a random medical analysis droid. Yeah, is she's lost the will to live. But as many fans have pointed out, mm-hmm. the dying with saying there's still good in him. Yeah, doesn't feel like somebody who right. So, you know, I, I know there are all those theories out there about, you know, she very fun, but well, she, yeah. uh, you know, somehow manipulating life force and that, uh, you know, I, I think there's only so much to go on in the movie itself. But I think there's room to tell some of that story or e- even if it is has something more to do of the, the, the cosmic importance of right. the the birth of the twins. For me, when I think about sort of a justice for Padme, yeah, yeah, and and her heroic nature, I do, I don't feel like she lost the will to live. Yeah, for my head canon, that's something a medical analysis droid said because it had no better explanation. I totally agree. And go to Sabe in E.K. Johnson's first Padme book, um, Queen Shadow, right? <laughs> yeah. What's the, the new one? Uh, Queen's Peril? Queen's Peril. Yeah. It's confusing in my head. Queen Shadow. You know, Sabe at the end of it, like, that's no, there's nothing right about what I'm hearing. Yeah. There's nothing right about this. If if we can make any kind of move to start not, not filling in blanks, just making crazy stuff up or justifying decisions made in the movies, but I think they sometimes do a really good job of really providing you a new way to look at it or new context or new meaning behind it. Yeah. If we get a morsel of that in season seven, I don't, I don't know if I uh, say I'm hopeful that it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know when these, all these scripts are written, you know, but even then, but even then, even if these scripts are written in 2012, 2011, whatever, Filoni and George were already looking at that kind of stuff. Yeah. We've just talked about a lot of what they've did with the Padme character to maybe correct some things or fill or in enhance, enhance, yeah. enhance is a good word. Um, Anyways, I, I'll get off that, but that's 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 one thing I might be looking forward to. No, I think it's a big thing to talk about, especially in an episode like we're doing. We're mm-hmm. celebrating Padme. Yeah, and it's hard to avoid uh, mm-hmm. some of the. To me, I choose to see the end of Revenge of the Sith right now as an unanswered question. Yeah, and if there wanted to be some more playing with mm-hmm. answering that question, would be interesting to me. Uh, so we covered a lot of my stuff. The yeah. I think the I I definitely want to see her coming to grips with like this war just does not seem like it's going to end to get her yeah. to that point yeah. of being really disillusioned with it and really questioning it in revenge of the Sith. I really want that fear of losing Anakin. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the outer rim, the sieges, dialogue from yeah. revenge of the Sith, the outer rim sieges and their whispers that you had died. Yeah. And I think we could get to see even more of that, of like her true love of Anakin and her fear of losing Anakin. Yeah. You know, and, and what that does to her. Oh, a little bit more also of like she talks about it in Revenge of the Sith, but, you know, what is the post-war plan? Mm-hmm. Like in her mind where yeah. the war does come to an end someday. 
and Anakin and I make it through. Mm-hmm. You know, she talks in Revenge of the Sith about just going away, but like uh, more with that would be interesting. Yeah. Um, that that Forces of Destiny episode with Ahsoka, Padme, and Anakin mm-hmm. made it pretty clear that Ahsoka understood that yeah. they were together. Yeah. It, it would be fun to have that locked in in the yeah. Clone Wars. I, I don't know if there's any room for it, but that would be just imagine all the different directions of how juicy a scene that yeah. could be if Padme was able to talk to Ahsoka and just say, yeah, yeah. We, we're together. We've been together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd and be good. being able to open up. And what would Ahsoka think about that? How would that affect Ahsoka's view of the Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. And her view of, of what happened to Anakin, you know? Yeah. Did yeah. Sympathy for him. Uh, my last thing is to answer a, a Star Wars counseling type question that comes up a lot of, did they not have prenatal care in Star Wars? Because why didn't <laughs> she know she was going to have twins? <laughs> that might be an She's opportunity. Too busy. <laughs> an opportunity for yeah, it's, it. it may, yep. You could have a, do something more with the, the twins instead yeah. of just being like, I'm too busy or, you know, whatever, yeah, 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 or, yeah, you yeah. know, are the, yeah. are the prenatal droids as crappy as the medical analysis <laughs> yeah, yeah, droids? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oba, we don't know. <laughs> uh, the, that's the midwife droid. Let's, yeah. not, let's not blame the midwife <laughs> droid. Uh, uh, any other uh, thoughts uh, before we, we wrap up? No. Things that you like about Padme in the... Um, I just, Clone Wars. you get this, you know, this full robust character, a character that was really in, in need of that. Whereas Anakin and, and Obi-Wan, we get, you know, just more further adventures. We get insight. We get a lot of things. This new creation of the Ahsoka character comes along and, and provides powerful stuff. But Padme, uh, for many was, was it in terms of, you know, female characters to gravitate to in the prequel era. No doubt that Revenge of the Sith left somewhat of a bad taste in a lot of those fans mouths. And I think to get a, a, a get a chance to, for George even to come back and get a chance and maybe do it again um, and figure out a little bit more of the character. I'm always I'm always appreciative of the series for doing that. And then hopefully one final thing, season seven, maybe we actually see who knows some of those deleted scenes. Oh yeah, of, the, <laughs> of, of her forming It'd be a great place to put them. Oh yeah, and, and it, with the the way that yeah. elements of rebels were yeah. things that they wanted to get to in Clone Wars with that real. Yeah elevation of uh, of mon mothma yeah to, to see some of that connection between padme bale and mon mothma that they are the beginning of the rebellion and those seeds are being planted there's no reason for me to think that they couldn't put those scenes in way back in the day like because you know oh yeah you're coming out of revenge of the sith george cut those scenes he knows it he just ran out of time yeah um it'd be good yeah be good Oh, it'd be so awesome. All right. We are going to close as we have all of these episodes by talking about the main characters being real. If Padme was real in our world and we could ask her a question, what might you ask of Padme? What might I ask of Padme? It might be, um, how, how hard was it to run in sand? Um, no, <laughs> um, my question I'd ask Padme if she was real, but we're still in the Star Wars galaxy is, would you have wanted to go on to be chancellor? Ooh. You talked about her running away, but I think she would have been a damn good chancellor. Yeah. But did would she have felt the need to go on? Yeah. If all things went well. Yeah. Consider she'd also have two kids. Not that I think she should have to give up her career for the kids. I'm not suggesting that, but just the idea of what would you want at that point? Yeah. Yeah. I think that would have been really, I would ask her about like, yeah, what would, what is, if the war had ended yeah. in 
Anakin had stayed on the path of light, mm-hmm. but you still were caught up in these institutions and yeah. with the Jedi rules. Uh, it's been a Star Wars counseling question about why is it a problem for Padme? And yeah. for me, it's like, well, it's it's a complicated political thing. And there's a question of, you know, mm. is she making different political decisions because right. her she is secretly married to a Jedi and mm. all that kind of thing. Uh, and it'd, that'd be very interesting to see, like, pragmatic Padme yeah. going, okay, what is the actual right way out? What is the noble thing to do? What is yeah. the best thing to do yeah. uh, is great. Uh, I would also ask her uh, how she picked Luke and Leia's names. That's great. Because she was ready to go. She had them. She had them. <laughs> <laughs> there was no uh, Bonja <laughs> Luke. <laughs> two U's or one U? One. <laughs> one. one. Safe. To, two U's for a clone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and the final ask, I'd ask her for some speech making tips. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah. I think I'm a decent public speaker, but I'm I'm no Padme Amidala. Hey. You know, we all wish we could be Padme in the public realm. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, thank you all uh, for listening. Thank you for joining us on this journey to the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars report will continue. We're going to be recording on Mondays and releasing on Mondays after the episodes drop. Uh, so we'll have a, a weekend to process. And we're so excited for all the Clone Wars. If you uh, want to follow along, you can, of course, uh, keep listening. But you can also find us on Twitter and uh, Facebook and Instagram for Center Pod main home is anchor but you can also find us on spotify and apple podcasts and google podcasts and all the other podcast places ken where can people find you you can find me at ken knapsack go to ken i will be in las vegas march 6th at mandalay bay the house of blues performing comedy with mark ellis and now confirmed josh mccuga released from his vacuum salesman job so uh go to <laughs> ken for information excellent and you can uh find me on twitter and instagram as at joseph scrimshaw and check out my website joseph for all my other comedy adventures for now for myself for ken for padme that is it and consider empathy Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.